all right guys this is it this is this is a little bittersweet episode i don't know if everyone's feeling it in the room today or our separate rooms because we're not in the same room i second that from this room that i'm in <laughs> um moon Knight is over and season one of our podcast is ending today um but that doesn't mean that we're ending Boo! <laughs> but yay <laughs> unfortunately we'll all be back absolutely so uh let's uh for one last time guys let's open this can of beans so episode six i don't know if anyone else caught this i watched episode six the day episode six came out and it was called episode six did anyone else catch that I I think that's a big Disney thing where they were going to call it like series finale or something, but then they, they decided, well, wait a second. Hold on. There's going to be more of this shit. Yeah. So we had, uh, it was, I think they ended up calling it gods and monsters or something, which was fantastic title. What are, it's, yes. It's, gods it's, and some, monsters. it's the, the title. It's great. Before we can talk about the episode. Um, can I just bring up what I, I read on an Instagram page? It's called movie web. Okay. And it basically goes into, uh, it says, Oscar Isaac has poured several buckets of cold water on any hopes of the Marvel Disney Plus series Moon Knight will be getting a second season. Now, in that context, is that to go off what we've been trying to talk about with Oscar Isaac's opinion about this project? He flat out says, hey, listen, Moon Knight's not, Moon Knight 2 is not set in stone. Nothing's set in stone here. And I think that's what we all expected. Well, the other thing is, though, too, I do know that Marvel and Disney sent this out to go for their for into the Academy to win an award for limited series. And in order to do that, you have to have certain precedents like you can't have it continue into a second season. But that doesn't necessarily mean Moon Knight is dead. OK, so you could think it could be like an Andrew Garfield big spoiler. I'm not in Spider-Man No Way Home kind of thing. Oh, they've all done it. I mean, you can't trust an actor at MCU to say, no, I'm not coming on for other contracts. OK. Well, based on that little article, at the end of this episode, after we talked about it through and through, we'll say our opinions on whether we think or we want a season two. So let's talk about the episode itself. Um, so we finally got what we wanted, our conclusion. Everything kind of wrapped up in the end in the best way. And to the like, it suited the theme. The way that this all ended suited the theme. And we'll get into that of the ending ending of this episode. Um, yep. but something that's big and I want to kind of touch on here was, um, Ethan Hawke was, uh, we got more of him again and I've missed him. Did you miss Ethan Hawke as the doctor or did you miss him as Arthur Harrow? At all, anytime we got Ethan Hawke in this, I felt like he nailed each time he was doing it. Um, the, the Harrow persona always had that very hushed sort of calming evil, uh, persona about him. Even when he was the doctor and he was talking to him in that sense, I always got like this malevolent sort of like, um, character being put in front of us even though he was like this doctor who looked like he was trying to help um i right. love that we got more of him as harrow because like we did get him in episode uh five a little bit as a doctor but just getting more ethan hawk in this was great because i feel like as a whole in the series they didn't take advantage of him enough when i re-listened to episode five you guys both said you didn't get enough moon knight out of episode five and here we are this whole episode is half it's it's half of the titular character and I still think episode five is my favorite episode. Um, really? I think after watching this, I'm more of a, a grounded psychological thriller guy than I am a gods and monsters guy. Superhero guy. It's not that I don't love superheroes because I watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So I'm not going to say a 
a GD thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good because I we'll haven't seen about... it yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can get there's some elements of of like a good ground hor- grounded psychological thriller, and that's what episode five did. So digging into episode six, I'd really love to know what you guys thought of. There's a million different things happen in that episode, from the Scarlet Scarab to the big pyramid fight at the end. I I, was, I want to talk about that. That's something I wrote down a few notes on. Was we finally got to see Amit. Um, yes. which yes. is like the first time I've written down Amit's name and was able to say Amit's name properly in this podcast. Um, but that <laughs> visual arts and the visual effects that we got for that was awesome. Uh, Cause we were saying in the beginning how Moon Knight's uh, visual effects kind of seem a little dull down and too obvious, sure. but getting a crocodile person in front of us, I loved it. It suited the tone, suited the feel in that boss battle at the end with her, her and Khonshu. I, I really enjoyed that. We're skipping right to the end of the episode. I, know, I, I want to talk about Amit so bad. Okay, we'll talk about Amit, damn it. How <laughs> so long were you guys saving that one for? That was that was six episodes it took me to bring that one out. No, I, I think that the, uh, the bringing Amit out um, and the actress that played it and the demeanor we got from that yeah. character was perfect. It, it, it was kind of like Khonshu. The way we yeah. always looked at Khonshu with that morality uh, part at play, is he doing the right or wrong thing? We even got that from Amit a little bit, I felt, mm. with the way they thought she talked. Yeah, last week we said they got to wrap up Amit, Layla, and we named off all these these things that I honestly, in a million years, did not think we would ever get out of this episode. And really? I'm watching it at the end of what we determined was the shortest of any Marvel's uh, series finale or, or episode, final episode. And somehow they managed to nail all of that and more in this episode. And so it's it was really quite surprising that they were able to. I think the one thing they didn't really like wrap up completely, if anything, if anything, because you're right. Like we said in the last podcast, here's the list of things they got to do. In 40 minutes, they did it. And I kept looking at the time <laughs> while watching. I'm like, oh, my God, we're almost done. We're almost done. Um, yeah. That love story. I'm glad we didn't have that whole, oh, we're together at the end of this sort of thing with Lila and Mark. Because like sure. it was so not important that it didn't need to be put in there. I like how we got the Scarlet Scarab. Lila became the Scarlet Scarab, which was awesome. We got this Egyptian uh, falcon, basically. And um, I wanted more from Lila's character. From the moment we met her, we knew she had that potential. You know, We knew she was kind of a badass. It's either setting up for a sequel or spinoff the scarlet scarab i don't know about you guys but when it comes to the egyptian gods versus the other gods they just got cooler armor man <laughs> they, <laughs> they, just, they just do they do they had the, you know what it reminded me of too it's like that it's like old gods always have the coolest stuff because even thor's armor is pretty decent when we see it but um yeah. eternal's armor if there's anything good we can say about eternals the costumes in that movie were awesome and yeah. um seeing her costume looked really cool the wings when they came out like all right that's yeah. how, how i i kept i i watched this episode five times and i keep looking at how she does it and i keep yeah. thinking like, how does it even freaking work it's it's some it's some good acting especially considering that these guys are standing in a room with a camera in front of them and they got to pretend these golden wings shoot out and i found it interesting the whole episode, they were kind of alluding to it, um, especially when Conchu, when she smashes the, the I don't even know what the correct term for this little statue is. This little item, yeah. Just a, like a totem? It, yeah, there's probably a more correct term. So she smashes it, and he comes out, and he says to her uh, something 
to the effect of little bug. He calls her little bug. And I'm like, well, she has the scarab, you know, Towerette's looking for an avatar and, and she, she gets taken over and it was really cool to get a second superhero. I didn't expect to get out of the show. I didn't expect to get one from from her. Um, oh, did you? I didn't. Like, I oh, like you how didn't. you sat. No, I like how you put that together. You connected the pieces really well, Jer. I didn't expect a lot from Layla. I thought we would have gotten it earlier on. Remember, I think I said in our podcast, like, I want more from Layla. I want more yeah. leading female roles, especially when it comes to the MCU. And I'm very excited to talk yeah. about Doctor Strange later on. Anyway, we got to stay away from that movie right now. <laughs> it just Ooh, came out Doctor like Strange. two days ago. It's a touchy subject. It is. Um, so yeah, not expecting to get her and getting mm. her at the end, I feel like it made the finale for me just the, that bit more exciting. Like, oh my God, look at her. And I, I'll say this, the kick-ass part was when uh, Harrow was right there about to like get Mark and she comes in and she just yes. kicks him. And the way she just kicked him and landed, I'm like, oh my God, like that's... That's what it's, I want to see. It's cool because now we're seeing we're seeing these regular humans turn into superheroes and it almost makes sense because they're avatars. The Black Panther, and I didn't even put two and two together. The Black Panther is and will be an avatar. So that's why it can move from one body to the next. I like that we're talking about Black Panther right now too because I'm starting we've talked about this and we will talk about this again in the podcast this episode where this fits. I get so much Black Panther ties now with this no. afterlife thing because the afterlife was such a big part of the Black Panther, um, just, you know, lore in general and in the movie itself. And they did talk about the ancestral planes in episode, what was it, five? It exists in every every aspect. You have the ancestral planes. You have the, the, real, the field of reeds right now. In Norse mythology, it's called Valhalla. It's, it's really amazing you know, that there's this place in between and they're making that the forefront when it comes to characters like Black Panther and, um, what the hell? Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what episode are we on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it was really remarkable that they were able to do that. And, uh, yeah, it, it adds a little bit more interest to the character and that if this is happening to them, what other religions are, Pathions are we going to get into? Like we yeah, know that right. we saw some Zeus and Thor, so like I know Olympus is coming. And the showrunner of this, the director Mohammed Diab, actually voiced concerns, or he he objected to the way Wonder Woman 1984, whatever the hell that movie shit. Anyway, <laughs> he objected to the way Egypt was portrayed portrayed in that show in that movie. So he kind of takes a jab at Wonder Woman's gold. And if you go back and watch Wonder Woman 84, I don't recommend it, but mm -hmm. she had the like the gold eagle wing type, you know, type, type uniforms. And yeah. is it a ripoff of it? No, maybe it's a little jab. Um, but I mean, Moon Knight infinitely better than Wonder Woman 1984. So I'm loving that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I looked at the costume and I did do some research on the Scarlet Scarab because I want to know who Layla, Layla was. Um, yeah. I couldn't tell. Uh, from just looking at the costume itself, and that's what they online I was getting everywhere was she was the Scarlet Scarab, which makes sense because she was called Little Bug. She had the Scarab scarf for her father. It all connects. Um, but I think when I looked into the comics, it was played by a male role, and the costume looked completely different. Um, yeah. So really cool that they're leaning into this whole God thing, and I think that's where Marvel needs to go, especially with having superheroes. Now we need to get bigger. Now... And you guys can maybe disagree. Let me know if you disagree. Actually, I hope you disagree so we can discuss. 
that Thor is now the biggest or most important movie in the MCU. Yeah, I think so. It's easily the new Iron Man. I don't want to say this yet, but I can't say this yet, and we can't talk about this yet because Mr. Jarrett's <laughs> already seen the freaking movie, but I have a feeling that a big uh, catalyst for what we're about to get is in Multiverse of Madness. Um, I will see that hopefully soon, and maybe we can do some podcasting on Doctor Strange in the future. Yeah, okay. um, but as... F- I think, because we've said this too, we think Thor is going to be ending soon anyway. Um, and we think Thor, we talk about this every week, like a broken record. Gore the God Butcher, there's gods coming out of every facet of religion, every every universe you, with the Eternals, got like these world universe creating gods. It's just the theme is now switching to this. It's a bigger battle. There's going to be a lot happening. Yeah. So back to the episode, guys. I do have a note here, and I want to talk about this. Uh, Mr. Oscar Isaac. I know we have an episode we're talking about here. Um, Mr. Oscar Isaac, the acting we got from him, and something the, I saw it in the beginning of the episode, and it really touched me, and I loved it, was the part between him and Steven uh, yeah. when he goes back in the stands. And when, Steven, when, when Mark realizes that it's not fair for Steven to spend his time in Trinity when he was the good one and Mark was the bad yeah. one, that conversation and that interaction I, broke me, even though he's like talking to himself in a sense. I, it broke me. Right. It was sad. It, it wasn't near the emotion of episode five, which is why you check off another box for episode five. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, listen, I understand the, I think it's because the theme, you're kind of like, I hate that you're kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> I love how much you're fighting with yourself about this right now. Oh, it's like a Mark and Steven thing. This is the thing. <laughs> That's great. I, um, I, I, I like this episode as a mm-hmm. whole, and I'm starting this episode in the beginning of episode, uh, of episode four to the end of here, just because yeah. of how it brought that afterlife aspect to it to a completion it's, it's so much more different than the first two and a half ep- episodes of the show the last three and a half episodes are drastically different yeah i, I agree i feel like we should have had episode the beginning of episode and even the beginning of episode four not even the middle of it the beginning of episode four all the way to this it should have been how the show was presented from day one we yeah. didn't need episode three at all at all we still don't yeah. need it it did not need to happen the only reason it no, happened right. was to get history for five seconds on lila and uh mark yeah. didn't need to happen if we had episode one where we realized there's something happening here. Episode two, mm. we could have made them maybe speed speed up the story and get them to to Cairo. And then from then on, that internal yeah. struggle between Mark and Steven. Yeah, that was definitely far more interesting, which, I mean, you didn't get really any of in this. <clears throat> I didn't really care for the fact that he went from the Field of Reeds back into the afterlife through the doors of Osiris. And he kind of reanimated uh, Steven. In my mind, this is what I wanted to happen. I didn't get it, obviously. It's what it is. Steven's done. Steven's gone. He's cured himself of Steven. He doesn't need to have Steven in his life because he's accepted that part of his life. But as we've gone through this show, we've gotten evidence, kind of clear evidence, that there is a third person. Whether it's the broken tape nose from episode 5, whether it's the the second shaking coffin, there's clear evidence that there's a third person. 
So to further this story, if you want to go sequel, if you want to bring him into the MCU, why not have him fight in the sex second season? I said sex. Keeping that in the second season, have have that clearly worse uh, kind of unknown persona. Have that be the focal point of of season two or the next movie. I I was really happy that we got Moon Knight because like guys I go into this wanting my superheroes that I grew up with so I was happy yeah. that we got the like I said that interaction between him telling like the line I yeah. have written down here is I survived because I knew I wasn't alone fuck man ah uh, oh. he he dealt with it no have this about no. anger recovery he dealt with it leave it listen Mark Mark this whole time is this brave guy and goes like no. I wasn't the brave one. Steven was the brave uh, dude. I'm sorry. When he hands him the heart and he has that moment with him, he's like, you, you saved me. I just fucking broke. And obviously you and I, and I like that you and I are in this room have different, um, very different <laughs> needs from what we watch. Now, wait, time out. Sparky's tiebreaker right now. Oh, am I? <laughs> How do you feel about Steven coming back? and being uh, like a main character or would you rather have him left in the past moved on and then he has to deal with this greater threat of jake lockley i think was the name. i just want to make one point though remember yeah. this episode kind of brought him together to work as a unison so that's all i want to say it's my only point you know he's he's got multiple personalities right and i don't think losing one or Keeping it really would change the story considering he does have Jake Lockley in there. I think that Steven was still an important part of it. You know, it's still him. You know, we he had that realization moment, went back, and he was like, you know, I'm, you know, we're, we're still me, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. And, yeah, they bounce back and forth between each other, between Mark and Steven. It, it's yeah. cute. It's funny. I, I totally get what you're saying. But, when- but, but, but I think that... I think Steven is, I don't think Steven could have gotten, been gotten rid of, I guess you could say. Okay. Okay. So you're and taking his side. I see. How I, the other thing is too, um, I, what I really liked about this episode and maybe this will help because, um, so basically I said, was right, right. They kind of worked in unison in episode no. five. It was him realizing, you know, I have Steven with me. Um, and I think at that point you hear they do a little like you know previously on and they show that part where Steven realizes he's like well if you're me I'm you and I can do it and then we get that part where they go back and they become Moon Knight they talk to Khonshu well what's the deal here and then Steven sees Lila and says you look amazing he's like I want to show you I'm getting chills talking about it he's like I want to show you these new powers we have and then Steven's like I'm confident I can and I love that story that character building there (laughs) that scene was awesome (laughs) I love day of him just like you know uh, taking it looked like mark but it was steven now in the mm. moon knight costume doing it so i feel like you don't we don't want to lose steven with all we want to see what steven no. can do okay so here You're right I, here's a better way to explain it i think from the way i saw it okay. so i i agree with what jared was saying when you know how he's already wrestled with steven and they've he's come to the his conclusion and he's left behind that chapter of his life is done but then I also agree with you that, you know, he's it's still a part of him. And he's maybe if you look at it, a different perspective, you know, he's come to the fact that they can coexist as each other and they don't have to fight for, you know, you know, I'm, I'm the one in control or I'm the one in control. They can just coexist now. You know what I mean? 
I feel like we need to say bye to the Steven we first met because he's gone. Yeah. He's changed. He's 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 got Steven like Mark's already had this realization of Steven. Now Steven has this realization of Mark and he can now be like, hey, this is who I am. Um, they even at the end of the episode, uh, they wake up together in his room and they're talking to each other. And it seems like, you know, they found a balance, which uh, sure. to be honest, what you want in a season finale like this. My my thought is that I just don't want to see any more Steven and Mark. I saw that all of season one. Yeah. Complete six six episodes. Not even one episode didn't have Steven in. And it was cute the buddy the buddy drama was there. However, if you leave Steven in the past and he is he becomes one with Mark, I'll agree. He amalgamates into him. He takes his confidence and his ability to switch to Moon Knight and could both control and let that anger explode at the same time. Uh, I think that if you have that character who's absorbed Steven and put him against Jake Lockley, the bickering, the bantering and the back and forth will be way more interesting to me when it's this new Jake character mm-hmm. versus Mark Spector. Uh, we got the goofiness of Steven. I get it. It's, it's, it's okay. It's run its course. Okay. I was going to say, what if, what if Steven falling into the sands was almost his rebirth too? you know, into his more confident yeah, self. And now Steven and Mark, they're almost the same. You know, it's, well, we, I see... we call them separate because of the names, but. Yeah, but they're the same person. I but guess. they're the same person. You know, Steve, Steven's kind of broken out of his shell. He's more confident in his abilities and, you know, is willing to do things. And then Mark, on the other hand, has become more compassionate towards right. Steven and kind of op- tore down those walls that he had up. Stephen's like your everyday's man, and then you got Mark, who's more of your like when when you're under pressure, you you can, and you're you're press up against the wall. Mark comes yeah. out, but you're fucking press up against the wall. Jake comes out. <laughs> so so I just want the listeners, since this is such a split room right now, <laughs> <laughs> someone needs to to tell us Jer- form a decision based on all three of our arguments and see where you stand on that. That's a that's a hot. That's a good, we I need to know if we don't need Steven anymore. If we need to let go of him, because um, I, I think on that one we have left, right, center. That's it. That's it. So yeah, we 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 got we got um, Jake here, and I really liked the way this episode worked because this episode even ended quote unquote um, in the way that it has the entire time, leaving us questioning things and what the fuck happened i'm really happy that we got it again another blackout no explanation the narrative is in our heads and we had to be like but first season finale it felt i was like holy shit because mm-hmm. it was like we got jake at like the very end like when he, like, of the episode yes. um when he takes over the whole like uh of cairo street and then they're like oh my god what happened i was like we might not actually find out about jake um, I love that they kind of did it that way, qu- having us leave, left with a question still. Here, here's here's how this show ends. If I'm making this show, here's how it ends. <laughs> you get in the fight. I was kind of drawn out of the fight, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like a toned down fight. And it has to be because if it goes, it ramps itself up. Then you're in Jake Lockley ter- territory. So you got to like dumb it down to Mark Spector level, some action fighting, some typical superhero stuff, and then have it go to like the the that flash blackout flash and that's the end of the, the series that's it now there's a, somebody else like oh shit who was that last person i don't know but we gotta um, remember this is supposed to end on episode six so like we need closure because a lot of us say. but because you need it <laughs> oh, i i i'm very happy that there was closure 
<laughs> I couldn't, I would not, this would be, I would have a different attitude if like at the very end. Now, if anyone hasn't mm-hmm. watched the cut scene, if you watched that episode and didn't wait for a cut scene, you have been watching yeah. Marvel wrong since the beginning. Um, <laughs> and then that point we get Jake Lockley and I'm happy yes. they did that. Cause one, it tells us he's still, he still got Khonshu around. Because at, at yeah. the end, it was kind of unclear. Was Khonshu... When, when, when he wouldn't kill Harrow, and he's like, you do it yourself kind of thing? Yeah, and then he brings him back to his apartment. That ending right there, where he's like, oh my god, I can't believe it worked, and it kind of ended, I was like, all right, we don't know what happened to Lila. We don't know if Khonshu's still there, and he actually brought up his part of the bargain. And sure. so getting that cut scene was perfect. We know Khonshu's still there. We know right. that we know who Jake Lockley is. Um, and by the way, not Brooklyn. Or Boston, or whatever you said it was. He's definitely talking know. in another language, but you still might be right. Oh, it, okay. it was it was definitely Russian, but um, okay. I don't know if that's because he's you know like Jared said, maybe the Brooklyn accent, or and maybe he's he just knows Russian. I honestly don't know. Maybe I I did go back to try to listen to the accent, and Jared's right. Um, Oscar Isaac does kind of have a there's something in his voice that does kind of offset it to a normal mm-hmm. American accent. He was right. Um, it's just hard to tell if it is Mark in that moment. Doesn't he do that in, um, when he's talking to, uh, doctor, he goes into that voice and he's like, yeah, you know, that ain't Dak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was That's like, what yes. I'm talking about. A boss. I was like, Ooh, like Irish I was like, gangster. yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I did go back in that part. And I was, I was trying to like, like over psycho overanalyze it a bit. <laughs> like, I well, and then Conchu also says, you know, he's my cab cabbie and you know in boston you know you think of yeah. the cabbies you know with that kind of attitude right boston and, um yeah your boston accent you i know? did not conchu conchu if, if it's me i'm i i don't think we need that post credit scene i said it earlier we know that jake lockley's there we know that there's a third persona in the blackout in the shaking the cabin in the psychiatrist office we know the third person's there and to show him for a split second to kill arthur harrow it is not necessary i didn't need to see what jake lockley looks like because i it's in my I head i did i did i wanted to know i wanted closure it's closure it's a it's uh maybe it's the disney part of me in here who's like if i don't have yeah. a happy ending regardless of someone's dying um i need to know everything's wrapped up in a bow so for me yeah. i liked knowing that we got jake lockley if we didn't get jake lockley and it ended on the way it did on such a very um open-ended sort of uh finale okay. i would have come into this podcast saying we have a season two coming and yeah. no matter what they're saying we have a season two coming now i can say we probably don't and I'm upset the way it ended because I would wanted to get Jake. But sure. that, like I said, that would have set us up to get Jake more in another season, which would have been smart if we were getting it. That post credit scene works because we're not getting a second season. That was a one season series. So I'll allow the post credit. Go ahead. <laughs> Jer- Jer's allowed it, Marvel. We're good. <laughs> See, I, I like the fact that, you know, we got that post credit scene for the fact that it shows, you know, because Mark still had his limits. Mm-hmm. And then you get Jake. And he just is like, <laughs> doesn't I, even think yeah. twice. He had, does, it's like he doesn't have a conscience. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to portray, that there's this really, really dark side to him. Conchu, conscience. And why is Conchu there? You know, is it that Stephen and Mark, they think that he actually did release him from his service, but he didn't? No, he, Conchu's target this whole show was not Mark Spector. It was Jake Lockley. 
He said this. He did. He said Jake Lockley will never, will never give up that power. The way they ended it, we can still get a season two with the way Jer said it. I would like, I would like this if we. Okay, let's just play devil's advocate. Season two is coming. Um, Okay, I would need less Steven, but you would still need him if you're getting because this is it's a Disney franchise. Jer in the mirror. (laughs) I want him. I want to see him in a mirror. Yep. Once every two episodes, maybe. That's it. I'll allow that. <laughs> we'll send our Marvel? I'll allow it. Kevin Feige, you're on our way. <laughs> I would like to see more of them battling with uh, Jake, right? Being like, oh, holy shit, sure. how can we keep... I, I would like it to see Mark and Steven working together against another person. Now, how cool would that be working against yourself? Because even they were blown yeah. away about the sheer veracity of his, like, you know, is... See, like, I wouldn't mind, like, 85% Lockley, ten percent Mark, and then maybe five percent Stephen. Maybe here's even the, two and a half. You know, just here's the it's problem. Got to be about Jake. Hundred percent. The other guys have to be to help propel the story, and that's it. That's it. If you try to do this story again to make him, how how do you make him deal with the third personality? This one, this season, and the afterlife, the near death experience, the the coming to terms with who you are in in the afterlife, and you can't do that again. How do you do that again to make him interfere? Think, you put him in an interrogation chair and getting waterboarded? No, that's not Marvel. <laughs> I think the only thing that you can do with Jake Lockley now is just, you know, what are his motives for wanting all this power? Does he want to get more power? Does he want, does he need something? Is he looking for something? Yeah, you know, but how that... do you, how do you have that Mark Spector, uh, Jake Lockley head to head when it's all in his, in his mind? You know, the, whereas mm-hmm. with this one, the afterlife kind of made it a physical possibility that he could interact yeah. with Mark and say, Mark, listen, this is, we confronted our memories. This is what we got to do separate ways now. Well, it's got to be like an out of control thing, right? It's got to be something that Mark mm-hmm. can't control and needs to control because obviously yeah. something's going wrong. Because every single time Jake was brought out, it was needed to get him out of a sticky situation, but it was always into methods that Mark seemed to be uncomfortable with. So I feel like we would need to get like, that battle right like so jake would be prominent um and maybe you know it would be even better if we got another villain and it's not just him trying to fight this villain but also trying to fight himself because that's the whole thing about moon knight here is he's battling with himself now if he's going into season two and he's already made peace with himself i think i think we may have written season two for marvel (laughs) so let's not give them any more free material here i just wanted real quick to get your thoughts of the the giants like the giant statue the god fight above the pyramids do you think people could see that do you think it was like that unnatural force like we saw in like episode one or two with that dog that only he could see what do we think i'm gonna say that no one else could see it let's just go off of that because of the dogs from before um i there i watched it right before we came onto the podcast today just to get it i was at the part where they're battling in cairo uh red uh, scarlet scarabs there um, Harold's walking up to Moon Knight, and in the back you can see uh, Kanchu falling to Amit. Yeah. Um, so clearly the battle is going on be- right behind them, but just because of the way the other you know things were summoned, the, the same sense that he went on the top of the pyramid, he set the same spell. I think that they couldn't see it. However, like things were cars were being thrown all over the place. You know what I yeah. mean? So it was very cool to see like a representation of. And often in movies, you'll you'll be able to see uh, two characters fighting each other that are almost like gods. So it's very like hidden meaning of the show to have like when Obi-Wan fought Anakin on Mustafar, 
that was two gods going at each other. And this one projects those actual gods fighting each other. And while I thought it was stupid as hell when I first watched it, I thought about it more. And I talked to more people about it. And I thought, you know what? I've never really seen something like that, where the allegorical gods that people may or may not be able to see are fighting the same way Mark is fighting Harrow down below. It's, it was really cool. They're fighting on two different levels, gods and humans. Yeah. Gods and monsters. That's the name of the episode. And I, I, I saw that comparison. And, you know, when they when the gods were fighting at the size that they were, it was good. But once it took it to that level and, you know, it became all-encompassing. And you're like, oh, wow, like this is huge. Mm-hmm. And they could, you know, he looks up and he could see Khonshu, you know, getting pushed down. And, you know, he starts losing hope. And that yeah. kind of builds up the Jake Lockley kind of uh, appearance, mm-hmm. right? That was so cool. I feel like I feel like getting the mirror image of the boss battle because if we just got them fighting on the streets, it wouldn't have the same feel. Having the boss battle reflect it, and I keep calling it boss battle. <laughs> that's what I, have down on my notes. I just realized there's no just boss a health bar here, appears I, at the top of the screen. You're like, ah, crap. <laughs> Everybody knows yeah. exactly what you meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I know exactly. If I said, you guys, remember boss battle from Moon Knight and episode? Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, so yeah, guys, so we have WandaVision, we have Loki, we have Winter Soldier, now we have Moon Knight, we have a list here, I have my own tier system, I want to hear you guys and stop though at Moon Knight. Okay, so where am I putting this? Uh, it, it's yeah. better than Hawkeye. Is it better than Falcon and Winter Soldier? I don't know. I really liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I liked it too um i liked the groundedness the the not so complex time travel variant story it was something like super soldier serum that's awesome simple i like movies that deal with that kind of stuff uh so i'm really not sure if moon knight is better or worse i didn't watch what if so i'm not counting it to me it's not a pivotal point of the mcu it's not important that everybody see it's not a must see it's not better than wandavision not better than loki so it, there, it's 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 tied for third right now with with Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, yes. or sorry, Falcon Falcon Winter Soldier. Okay, what about you? Uh, I think I could put it on par with Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, I believe that they were both good for very different reasons. You know, I liked the the similarities though. You know, you got the bickering between you know Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then you got with, the bickering yeah. between Mark and Steven. and you get that same kind of comedic effect, except between you know buddies, and then versus you know. Your in own interior, you're an interior battle yeah. between you know, and kind of finding each other, you know, their their own path. So you because think this was better than Hawkeye? I haven't seen Hawkeye, okay. so I can't say. Well, but when from what well, I've well, from what I've heard, <laughs> Hawkeye's pretty low on the list. So okay. okay, Hawkeye needs to be watched every Christmas, and then you've gotten what it it stands. Okay, for. I'll, I'll watch it at Christmas time, and then I'll I'll understand, and I'll be like, great and. I agree with you guys when it comes to the uh, WandaVision and Loki being better. Yeah. I put it, you know, I'm, I agree also with how close it is with Falcon and Shoulder. I put it above okay. Okay. for one reason, one reason only. And this is something we have said a thousand and one times. And it's the theme that we dealt with this entire time compared to the theme we dealt with in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because that's literally what I had to go. Like, Steel, you nailed it. You get that buddy cop. Yeah. Whatever it is, we look for that playful relationship between uh, Steven and Mark here that you got with, you know, um, Winter Soldier and Falcon. I find it better because we got to talk about the human psyche. We got to see what that would look like as a superhero. Yeah. Um, of course, we didn't get it fully the way we wanted to. Yeah. 
but because of the the theme of it and what it can do um bringing like if we had moon knight in front of falcon winter soldier i feel like i'd be paying attention more to what moon knight was doing um in that scenario so for me it's better and i'm putting it at three okay. you make a very good um, argument the only thing i would say for falcon winter soldier is that that show determined the next captain america yeah. okay <laughs> that's a big deal but yeah. that's another yeah. podcast what would you guys say is your favorite character from that show this whole thing who has been your favorite character arthur harrow oh wow I, interesting i i mean i, I loved oscar isaac's nice. performance but nice. you know i've seen him act before and yeah. it's great i have not watched a lot of ethan hawk in my life and yeah. seeing that performance Dude. i was like you know what i need to watch a little bit more ethan hawk I forgot to mention this, the scene when he's on his knees begging Amit to to take a new avatar and that he's accepted that, hey, if, if his scales don't balance, he's toast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His pleading with her was amazing. Did you, he was like sweating and like just... His oh. acting, I, this is what I'm saying. We they didn't use him yeah, enough. We point. needed more Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I get, like not a lot more. You could have given us more. Okay. <laughs> just a little yeah. more. So Sparky's taking... Arthur Harrow, who do you choose? I, it's really hard not to touch on our our protagonist here because he's like the main part of the show. So if I'm going to do this, I'm now stuck with three people. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say Steven. Okay. And this is, guys, I'm definitely the Disney kid here. <laughs> like, sure. I like things fun and light and, 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 and positive. I liked when Steven was around. It grounded a lot of things for us when we needed it to. When things got too serious, we had Steven to lean on for that. Um, I liked the character development the most. Sure. Um, like, like I said, once we got him fighting, I'm like, oh, my God, look at Steve. That's our boy. Go, go Steven, Steven go. Me, and Steven. come on, his, his uh, version of the costume. <laughs> Come on! The part where he fixes himself up real quick. I'm like, yeah, like you go. Yeah, if you guys are picking those ones, I'm gonna go with uh, Conshu, big old Conshu. I love him. Big old scary bird. He's eh? just there to snap his neck, right? Break his windpipe. What? (laughs) Yeah, break his windpipe. So I think I'm gonna give Moon Knight one thumb up because I enjoyed it. I look forward to every episode. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, one thumb up. It's not getting the other. It's just getting the one. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it all the way. I think as a series, looking at it from episode one to the very last cutscene that we got, I think it was a very well done project by Marvel. It was not a waste of time. Yep. But I think. Oh, wait, I, I'm just going to add news. one thing. I, I sorry, I had it on the side here. I, so as it's saying, as far as we know, there's no yeah. season two of Moon Knight in the works at Marvel, but with a new Blade. And a Werewolf by Night special on the way, which are rumored to introduce Elsa Bloodstone to the MCU. A Daredevil reboot reportedly being cooked up for Disney+. Plus, uh, The Multiverse of Madness, which is now out. Agatha Harkness getting her own spinoff. Yeah. And Dane Whitman's Black Knight about to grasp the Ebony Blade, which I haven't heard of at all yet. And it's saying... I say there's definitely room for Moon Knight to return to the screen in this right. darker Phase 4. Yes. Okay. Like five years ago, I think it was Universal tried to start like this dark universe kind of shit with, and they wanted to start with uh, the Mummy. They wanted to add Frankenstein, uh, Invisible Man, and all this, and make kind of these this legend of legendary characters, but in like a horror feel, like an MCU. And I love that the MCU is beating them at their own game. This is the perfect making. You have the horror of 
uh multiverse of madness you have uh characters darker characters like blade and moon knight um and i think you could have like this horror dark universe um going like a sub story in in the mcu and like we said at the very beginning of this podcast let us choose our own adventure we love the way it's going i love the way it's going and i like that they're doing this they need to bring us the horror they need to grab in new audience members not just me the people who want the superheroes all the time people like jared who want to look at and overanalyze a psychological thriller like we're getting over over um, so do you think all this over, horror theme over. is foreshadowing like a force that's much 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 more dangerous than thanos was no it's an untapped genre Ooh. it's why thor ragnarok was so popular is because it it captured that niche market of comedy that I mean, aside from Guardians of the Galaxy, is the only other one that it relies on. I comic. think we'll, I think we'll still see more um, uh, genre changes too, not just I horror. Hope so. I think horror is going to come out more because it can in, in the MCU. It can be dark stuff. Um, DC's touched on it every time it comes out with a movie. Yeah. So I think that they're going to see more genres. Um, as long as we don't get a rom com, I'm fully in. I don't hey, think we're getting rom coms until you, Phase Five, right? You're telling me you wouldn't watch a rom com with um, what are the characters from uh, WandaVision? Kat Dennings character. WandaVision has the territory and the ability to give me anything, and I think I'd be okay with that. The way they gave us uh, WandaVision, yeah. but that's just that's just in their ballpark. That makes sense for but them I want, to give. I us want a rom com based on those two side characters that takes place outside of Westview. That's all I want. How to lose an Android in 30, in 30 days. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to keep talking about Marvel oh, yeah. um, in the future, but this is the last episode of beans oh, bites. Everybody. This podcast episode may have a post credit scene. May or may not. Uh, so stick around again. maybe you should oh. keep listening until maybe the maybe the music isn't the end. Um, <laughs> but um, thank you guys so much for talking about Moon Knight. This season was so much fun. Um, watching this was a lot of fun. Talking about it was a lot of fun. I can't wait for more. Oh, I'm super um, excited. One more time, last time too. You guys want to tell everyone where they can find you? You can find me on Twitch. Steel Sparky. Real Good Movies uh, is a podcast where we uh, overanalyze, in the words of our host, <laughs> movies that people love and that we love. And uh, this one that just came out is on The Terminator. So check it out and let me know oh. what you think. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. And as always, guys, we'll see you on season two next time. Woo. See ya. Hey, guys. Do you remember Star Wars? Oh, yeah. I remember that.